Hello, what is the most important attribute to success, to mastery, to achievement in life and sport? How are you doing? Ed Draper here. Just on Saturday, I uh, finished an early shift this morning on Sky Sports News, just kind of um, following up on something I put on Twitter, on social media, Ed Draper 81 earlier in the week, a question, and also a little video on Instagram, just kind of getting people's views really on the attributes that <clears throat> I guess pave the way for a, a fulfilling life, for, for progression, for development. Uh, well, my sort of fascination at the moment has been self-awareness. Uh, Message about that, talked about that previously on this uh, audio blog slash podcast, talking about appreciation of strengths and weaknesses through self-awareness, uh, through, I guess, awareness of when our ego's doing the talking, when it's not kind of our, our, our deeper knowing self, uh, and just kind of being aware when we're being lazy, when we're not targeting things, when we're uh, deceiving ourselves when we're not facing challenges, where we're putting excuses down to things that we can't control and kind of being defeatist in our actions rather than doubling down and working towards something. Appreciation, I think, of, of how we can work on our weaknesses, but also focus on our strengths in moments of extreme competition and and to uh, kind of be, I guess, uh, non-apologetic about that and just focus on that and, and strive to execute with that in mind. You've got Chris Kamara shouting in the background because I'm watching uh, Soccer Saturday at the moment. It's a football update show in uh, the UK, if you're not aware of that one. A couple of people have got in touch. Chris Lloyd TV, who's a boxing reporter, uh, a lot for Box Nation and other people. He says, in my opinion, it's to be present and to relax when everything is on the line. If you watch any major worlds or Olympics from uh, 2007 to 2013, Asafa Pal in the semi-final versus Asafa Pal in the final sadly highlights just how important this facet is. Its absence is uh, to unlocking performance. So it's kind of just that ability to be in the zone, the flow, isn't it? To be in tune. It's weird when you get that actual feeling, particularly when you play sport, but even in life sometimes when you just kind of feel yourself dialed in, whether it's because of... Um, I don't know, birds singing or the, wor- or the world around you or in a game if you're, if you're focused and you see the ball coming and it kind of almost seems like slow motion, doesn't it? Because you are that relaxed. You're not kind of outside of time, but it feels like you're actually in, in step and you're not kind of lost in thought or distracted by emotion or, or some other kind of random uh, contemplation. Matthew Syed, who is a fantastic journalist for The Times and host of the Flint Off Savage Ping Pong Guy podcast, which is... Um, Good, good listen, actually. I'm sure you might be across that. Matthew Syed says, uh, in response to my question on Twitter, I would say it's multivariate, the perfect storm of resilience, conscientiousness, courage, skill, uh, talent, and etc. If I had to pick one, it would be resilience. Now, I think that ties in a little bit. Um, and you can thread all these together, can't you, in kind of connected kind of uh, dots. But it sort of that connects to Chris Lloyd's point in a sense about um, the ability to be present. Because I think resilience, by by nature, in a way, is is kind of learning from the past, but moving on and not dwelling on it. Which I think, if you as you get older, particularly you, your experiences, people you know in your life that kind of get hamstrung by past events, whether it's relationships, whether it's sporting um, trials and tribulations, whether it's career-based stuff, it sort of um, gets holds people back when they kind of get stuck in the in the past, let it affect them, because obviously it's done, it's over. So it needs that kind of ability to, to move on. Pete Bancroft got in touch, and um, Pete's always got insightful stuff to say. He says, I think it's the ability to think independently in the heat of the moment. Um, which I suppose in a way is kind of being in the zone because there's an element of detached, isn't there, to not being emotionally involved. He says, think about Vaughan in the ashes. 
presumably 2005 Ashes, or uh, AJ versus Klitschko, or even uh, Dillian White. That's true, actually, isn't it? The way he he kind of found some focus after being knocked down by Klitschko in that fight, Anthony Joshua, and also being rocked by Dillian White with that big shot in what second round of uh, that fight in 2015. He says, perversely, the England team that lost to Iceland bemoaned the lack of a plan B. They simply couldn't outthink opponents on their own. I think also that's a, that kind of goes back to that ability to be present and in the moment and, and kind of not worrying about things. I mean, there's a sense with England's football team at major tournaments, particularly that Iceland game at Euro 2016, just a sense that they're worrying about the repercussions, about the press. They're kind of outside of themselves, living in their head rather than actually just focusing on the football because you think objectively the kind of skill levels, um, fitness levels, speed levels, athleticism of the England team higher than Iceland, which doesn't have a, a particularly developed professional league, although it has exported players, of course. Um, but sort of, you look at the population and the demographics, England should have a more talented squad. But that's the beauty of football as well, isn't it? I suppose that you can, because it's low scoring, you can see have underdog wins like Wigan beating Man City, etc. this season, uh, just by virtue of, of kind of blocking the goal and uh, maybe getting a fortune or a, a moment of brilliance to, to score at the other end. Bab says self-awareness has to be the most important. Consistency is up there too. Yeah, I think self-awareness in the first place to realise, is this the potential? Have I got the potential to, to succeed in this? And then kind of the realisation that you have to work hard to do it. Um, and you have to accentuate your strengths, maybe either minimise your weaknesses or, or try and improve them. He says to expand, it's maybe not imperative on the way up to a milestone or a pinnacle when you're young but as an athlete when you get older awareness of how you can and can't function is imperative for longevity and that's kind of a relevant point actually because Amir Khan uh, Olympic silver medalist from 2004 boxer uh, Englishman from Bolton in the northwest of England kind of part of Manchester or suburb of Manchester around Manchester he um, he returns to boxing from two years out after getting basically clocked cold by Canelo Alvarez in May 2016, coming up two years. So he's back in boxing. He's only 31 years of age, but a lot of miles on the clock and three knockout defeats as well. And that's tonight. And just wonder if, if Babs's point is very relevant, you know, awareness of how you can and can't function because what's seemingly been the case with Amir Khan has got very fast hands, but not particularly heavy handed by any stretch of the imagination. And when he tries to engage and an element of, um, as fights wear on, a sort of a bravado or a machismo that makes him go all in over the top and then he uh, potentially gets hit like he did against Danny Garcia, like he did against Bradis Prescott, like he did against Canelo Alvarez, who was a much bigger man, but kind of waited just to, like almost like swatting a fly as Amir Khan danced in and out with uh, quick feet and quick hands. But ultimately, um, Khan was just uh, left in a place where he was kind of, uh, I guess, out, gunned in a in a kind of um a shootout there so that's the perception can he can he double down on that elusiveness and can he just be that gets boxed to a point when tonight people's about impressive victories but accentuate the skill set that you wanted to see go on if he's going to challenge to get a world title once more face Kel Brook potentially another Englishman he'll have to focus on his his strengths not his uh, weaknesses and it comes from self-awareness um uh Anxiety and overthinking the reaction to defeat is something I put in response to Pete, and that's uh, to do with the England team as well, and that fear of being out at the moment, I guess. So let me know what you think, Ed Draper81. What is the secret to top-level sporting performance, to achievement, 
and also in life as well. You know, a lot of these things is true in life, right? Self-awareness to realise what your skill set is, but also then the ability to be aware of what the situation requires in terms of work and application and being structured with that can be difficult, can't it? And I think um, self-belief is, is, is an issue, but hopefully self-awareness kind of negates self-belief in a sense is that if you look at it as objectively as you can and then crack on, um, you've got that confidence of the uh, of the assessment, of the accurate assessment of what your attributes are. Uh, it's an interesting, intriguing one. Ed Robinson, who works on the Sky Sports boxing team, is actually senior producer now, but a long-term reporter, had a few professional fights, and he always said that his analysis of himself was, was harsh but fair, and that's why he had three professional fights, I believe it was, and hung up his gloves to, to work in the media side of things, just because he sensed that his skill set awareness of his strengths and weaknesses meant that despite loving boxing and putting hours in the gym he was not going to be able to to compete at a level that that he wanted to if he's going to continue did not want to be a, a journeyman boxer or potentially get hurt which is a big danger right um so that's my thoughts on it i think self-awareness for me is key but i think being in the zone and other things people have said resilience um ability to to set goals achieve them as well and i think also generally in sport and life don't really talk about it but a focus to uh, not be affected by other people's opinions because that's a big thing isn't it you can't do this you can't achieve that you can't be a professional person school careers officers were the worst weren't they I, mean, I remember telling him about sports journalism and got a horror story about oh my cousin worked for the sun and he never worked again for after a week or something had a week in the business and you think blimey if you're getting that at school then people uh, aren't gonna crack on and, and do it but I think um, trying to kind of be uh, be zero focused and be kind of uh, narrow zoom in on on targets and not be affected by people's opinions because we live in a court of public opinion now don't we it's very easy uh, to get worn down by that and opinion of our families as well and friends loved ones can can detract us but self-awareness and then a re- resistance to other people's opinions believe your viewpoint once you've gathered the information your viewpoint is superior and be truthful with yourself why not crack on make the target and, and go for it Anyway, that's my moment of inspiration. Uh, give us a, a thoughts at EdDraper81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper81 on Instagram. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK. Done a fair bit of radio, but predominantly television these days with Sky Sports, uh, Sky Sports News, kind of equivalent to ESPN if you're in the States. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, boxing's my big love, as well as football, soccer, but pretty much across uh, most sports and intrigued by that relationship between sport and life, what we can learn from sport. Uh, how sport can be a metaphor for life, how the two interact, um, how sport enhances life, and perhaps how sometimes it can um, tarnish it, the hooliganism and, and things like that. Anyway, guys, have a have a good weekend and enjoy Amir Khan against uh, Le Greco tonight in the FA Cup semi-finals. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I'll be hoping we beat Tottenham, albeit I can see how there'll be a lot of uh, neutrals rooting for Spurs who haven't won the FA Cup since 1991, their last significant trophy. We'll see how they get on. It was uh, Lineker and Gascoigne and people like that the last time they won the FA Cup. So it'll be a kind of seminal moment for them. But for Man U, it'll be significant as uh, a bit of a consolation for getting absolutely battered in the Premier League title race by Manchester City. Cheers, guys. Take it easy.